I'm Abraham Lawrence. My wonderful co-host. We are here on a show, a little podcast that we like to call Our Morning Take. Episode 7. Man, it just cruised along. Boy, yesterday's conversation just, man, that was phenomenal, Abe. Yes, it brought back a lot of memories. Yeah, it did. And it just, uh, for me, walking down that memory lane uh, seemed so quick. We've just got to do a little bit more with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I alluded yesterday about so many pieces going on behind the scenes. Yes, there were. With the uh, the transition of the pastor and the church basically being in limbo and you starting a ministry without me. So just tell me a little bit about what you were experiencing during that time. Yeah, that's probably the key thing. So I'm still in such turmoil because I'm a brand new pastor. Yes. I mean, I might be 57 years old at the time, but I'm a rookie. I really, uh, I was learning a lot of different things. I was letting people come in the church, do different things that I probably should not have been doing. Uh, We gave a ton of money away to people just trying to be helpful and found out that all you're doing is just enabling people, and that was the wrong thing to do. And God had to just continually give us different directions. But inside my soul, man, I'm lonely. I'm lonely without you. You're not here. I still think you should be here. I'm thinking it's just a mo- like any Sunday you're just going to show up and be my co-pastor, and we're going to put Frank Johnson and Abraham Lawrence on the door, and we're just going to have a good time. And here's the other thing with that, before I let you finish that. What are the people thinking, the congregation? Well, I mean, the people closest to me, they were really confused. They they felt like your loyalty, like they were questioning your loyalty to the ministry, to what we were doing here. And, And that hurt me because I knew as much as I felt the same way they did about why you weren't here. I hated that you weren't here. I knew you were loyal to what you felt like God was calling you to do, and I never questioned that to you. And it was very, very personal for me because I knew all of these things going on behind the scenes and what people were thinking and that you felt a certain way. But I had to be obedient to what God wanted, and that was very, very difficult for me. Amen. Because I, I genuinely love you, and I would never do anything to jeopardize that. But exactly. I have to be obedient to what God wants. And you know, at that moment, none of us understood. No, no one understood. No. Not even me. Yeah. That's what we were talking about, uh, about the calling is clear. We knew exactly what we were supposed to do. But the journey, uh, not so clear. So how we get there, uh, we don't understand. Yeah. So talk about a little bit about how God just groomed you without me in that first year. Well, first off, I really believe the biggest lesson that I was supposed to learn individually was that I have to put my trust in God. Amen. I don't trust in Abraham Lawrence. Yeah, because I'll let you down. I may, It may not be intentional, but I, I could let you down, and I did. You know, Abe, it's not even about you letting me down. You cannot accomplish what God can accomplish. Amen. And God wants me to understand that's what he's going to accomplish, not what Abraham accomplishes. If you come together with me and we all of a sudden we've got 80 people in here and we've got 40 black people and we've got 40 white people, we got we got people of both races and everything's going great. I credit you with like a lot of that, uh, what's going on. And God says, I want that credit. So he had to teach me to rely on him. Be strong and courageous. Don't get discouraged. Yeah, it's not working out like you thought it should. I think God wanted me to cross that Red Sea. That's the thing I I needed to do. I needed to take my journey through the wilderness 
before I show up in the promised land. And uh, there we are. Amen. And here's an, another side of the coin. I come here and Kings Mountain closes down. What about those people? What about their spiritual journey? Does, exactly. You know, and, you know, I don't want to say names, but do certain individuals still go to church or do, I, do, do they become discouraged and just fall by the wayside? Exactly. Or end up someplace where that's not where God wanted them to be. Yeah. And instead, there's this uh, wonderful couple that all this time that we're going through what we're going through, they are going through their own little uh, journey. Yes. And God puts it all together so beautifully. And I don't know that story near as well as you do. So tell us a little bit about the Wenzels. So, you know, like I said, about so many pieces going on behind the scenes. It's just like you see, you go to an Italian restaurant and you order a New York style pizza and they bring it to the table and it tastes amazing. But you have no idea what went in to make that beautiful work of art. <laughs> While Pastor Tim is making his exit on his last Sunday, God is speaking to someone in Georgia about coming to be the pastor of Kings Mountain. Amen. How amazing is that? No idea. God is telling her that she is going on a journey to lead people somewhere she's never, ever been in her life on Tim's last day. But how long does it take before they finally show up, though? Oh, nine months. There you are. Nine so you months. see, so once again, you feel like Daniel, where he prayed, and the angel finally gets to him and said, listen, God gave you an answer 21 days ago. It just took me a while to get here because of uh, different forces that come against us. So... So the Winslows don't just pop in the next week. Oh, no, not at all. The church was the three families that were there were literally on the brink of saying, listen, this is not working. There's no one here. We're just going to pack it in. They had a meeting with the district. And after they had a meeting with the district, Michael and Nikesha were down at Camp Courtney or wherever it is down the road. And they drove up, and they were just like, this is where God wants them to be. Yeah, amazing. amazing. And, and tell me about the place they left. Wow. Well, I've been there. They were youth pastors at a church in Apex, North Carolina. With a green room. With a <laughs> <laughs> just, Let me just explain yeah, to yeah, you. This, when I pull up to this facility, because we went to lead worship there a couple of months ago, I pull up this, to this facility, and I go inside, and it smells like a hospital. It is so clean. <laughs> and uh, I go up to the stage, and I see this room behind the stage, and they're like, oh, this is a green room for the musicians. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Wow. Their worship team has a green room. For any of you guys out there that are like us, uh, where your musicians basically have everything on your little stage and you just plug in and you play, uh, man, can you even imagine? Let me just tell you room? what my green room looks like. <laughs> After worship practice, I go sit in my car to meditate. That's, <laughs> that's your my, green room. That's my green room. Amen. There is an actual green room where you can go, you can pray, you can just get focused. Mm. And it was amazing. It was an amazing facility. Yeah. And I'm like, I know God sent them to us because no one in their right mind would leave this facility. It was it was amazing. Yeah, that's right. It was really great. I'm telling you. 
Uh, we've had such a good time uh, talking about this and, uh, and our start to Hands and Feet Ministry. There's a ton more to do it, but guess what? There's another episode tomorrow. See you then.